Hi, this is episode 35 of K. Ray Reads to You. Today we have part one of chapter 13 of Absolute Zero by Helen Cresswell. Chapter 13. <clears throat> Zero's hour was now at hand. Jack exulted in the certainty. His dog was now at last to have his day. His ears will never droop again, he thought. I shall let him watch the commercial every time it comes up. He can take a just pride in his own achievements, just like everybody else. Making the commercial, which turned out to be only the first of many, was an achievement anyone could have taken a just pride in. Rosie, using her new equipment to take photographs of the buried bones people trying to get Zero to act the way they wanted, realized that she could easily win a competition with these pictures, too. Jack was given an outline script to study and asked to train Zero up to playing his part as much as he could. He had only two days to do this because buried bones were in such a rush to launch their campaign. The idea was that Jack and Zero to we were to be filmed walking along together in an idyllic setting, while an unseen voice said, Zero goes for a walk every day. He just loves it. Then Zero, without Jack seeming to notice, was to stop suddenly and sniff hard. He was then to start digging furiously and turn up a packet of buried bones dog biscuits. Jack, meanwhile, was to saunter off into the far distance, oblivious of the fact that he was no longer accompanied, while the voice said, Zero likes walks all right, but he likes buried bones better. Ask any dog. <laughs> buried bones. None of this was easy. The walking part was straightforward enough, but when Zero was supposed to stop dead in his tracks and sniff, complications set in. For one thing, Zero had been made nervous lately by the house being always full of noisy strangers, and stayed glued to Jack even more than usual. He did not want to stand there by himself, sniffing, while Jack walked off and left him alone with a lot of eccentric people with cameras. He did not even seem to want to sniff if Jack stayed with him. He just edged up and sat on Jack's feet, and looked dolefully around. "'I don't think he's a very good actor,' Jack told the film people apologetically. "'I don't think he's going to be able to act sniffing.' It was then suggested that a technique similar to the one Jack had employed for training Zero to fetch and beg should be used. This entailed everyone present getting down on all fours and sniffing and snuffing around, while Jack urged, Sniff, Zero! Good old boy, sniff! Zero was completely thrown by this incomprehensible behavior, and went and hunched right up next to Jack, and squeaked a little, and kept wetting his lips. The whole morning was spent like this. After lunch, the director asked, "'Is there anything that really excites that dog? Does he ever get eager?' "'He does in the woods sometimes,' Jack told him. "'He gets eager when he sees squirrels.' The unit trekked on foot, carrying all their equipment to the woods. There, indeed, Zero did become excited. He seemed to forget what he was there for, and bounded off and started barking nonstop at the squirrels, as he always did. Jack was pleased.' He can get excited, you see, he told them. The only trouble is, said the director wearily, that he's looking up in the air. I can't see any way he's going to turn up buried bones in the air. Someone had brought along two large mutton bones. If we can cover them up with soil and get him sniffing after them, we'll be halfway there, said the director. Unfortunately, this did not work. It was hard to tell why Zero did not want to sniff these bones out. He must just not have been very hungry, or he might have been overexcited by the squirrels. 
Whatever the reason, he did not sniff. The film unit all sat down and had a think. We've got to think this thing through, the director told them. We must have that dog. We could get a trained Alsatian to make this film in ten minutes flat, but we must have that dog. He sat a long time, thoughtfully watching Zero as he made his futile lunges after squirrels running a full thirty feet above him. What we've been doing, he finally announced, has been all wrong. No one contradicted what seemed a self-evident truth. I'm going to turn the whole idea upside down on its head. A respectful silence ensued. I am deliberately trying to keep my voice calm and controlled, he went on, because I have just come up with the most stupefying and sensational idea that I believe has ever been used in advertising. And I am dazed and shattered by the pure and immaculate simplicity of it. They all sat and waited. In the distance, Zero barked on a high, monotonous note. "'What would your reaction be?' went on the director. "'If I told you that we are going to film the truth?' He held up a hand. "'No, don't answer right away. Take your time. Think about it. Just take in the sheer enormity of the concept. We are going to make a true commercial.' Jack took a quick look around. Everyone present was looking very concentrated and wise, and he made an effort to assume a similar expression himself. "'That dog,' went on the director, discerningly, "'is not clever. He's a numbskull. He's a great, clumsy, stupid, lovable numbskull. You get the key word? Lovable. Now, there's nothing lovable about being clever.' Even if we did spend six months getting that dog to sniff and turn up buried bones, nobody would love him for it. He'd just be another ordinary smart dog on a commercial. No. What we do, we ditch the whole script, and we capitalize on his assets. This is what happened. The buried bones people went away and came back the following day with not one, but two film units. Then the second unit filmed the first one, trying to get Zero to sniff. Everyone went down on their hands and knees again and sniffed and snuffed, and Zero just looked hopeless and was the only one not sniffing. The director had written a new commentary. This time the voice said, We wanted to show Zero digging up a packet of buried bones. But Zero is never going to play Hamlet. He can't act. We can't even get him to understand what we want him to do. Sniff! Come on, boy, sniff! You see? Hopeless. But there's one thing Zero doesn't have to act. He really does like buried bones. Here, Zero, good boy. At this point, Zero never quite managed to capture the look of keen interest one might have expected. He had by this time had enough of filming, and it was beginning to show. He crunched the buried bones biscuit all right, but only in a resigned, world-weary kind of way. He definitely looked as if he were doing it for the fifth time in an hour. To Jack's surprise, however, the director seemed enchanted by Zero's performance. "'My God!' he exclaimed after the final take. "'Just look at him,' meaning Zero. "'I've never seen anything so understated in my life. "'He just threw the whole thing away. "'Olivier could take lessons from him when it comes to understatement. "'The whole thing is brilliant.'" And that's the end of Part 1 of Chapter 13 of Absolute Zero.
See you next time.